0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Job Pod by Begin and Discover. My name's Sam Winwood, and today we're talking to the lovely Gabriel Alberici. Gabe is a strategy consultant at a fintech brand called Rate Setter. So if you have an interest in fintech, this is definitely one for you. Or if you want to find out a bit more about how the fintech world works, uh, but you think it might be a bit too complicated, this is definitely the one for you because... If you're like me and don't understand things straight away, Gabe is a mate of brilliant at taking a complex subject and simplifying it. So definitely give this a listen. We go into lots of depth about different roles within a fintech company uh, and also his particular role in strategy and his journey into it. It's really interesting. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And yeah, let us know your thoughts at the end. Thanks again. Hey Gabe. Great. How How you
1: doing? Hey man? Sam. I'm doing well mate. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Yeah I'm really good thanks dude. That's good. Me. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm actually quite excited to be doing this with you because you're yeah. probably one of the smartest blokes I've ever met.
1: No.
0: <laughs> um, so, um, before you, it's you a know, pleasure. It's a
1: pleasure.
0: Wicked thanks. And so you know all about beginning Discover and the job pod and what we're trying to mm. do. This is Great. a question I ask everybody but start off with in 30 seconds my nan's just walked mm. into the room she has no idea what strategy mm. consultancy or even fintech is Ex- mm. can you explain to me what, can you explain to her what you do
1: yeah so i, I am a strategy consultant at a fintech company called rate setter mm-hmm. now would i explain rate center to someone i would say to your nan you know how the bank works so a bank will take your money and they tend to lend it out and the bank makes loads of money and uh, getting interest back from these loans All Ratesetter does is the same thing. You put your money into Ratesetter. We lend it out, but then we just give you a higher interest rate back. Um, And we do that in many forms. Now, an actual strategy consultant consultant goes into companies and essentially just sorts out business problems. It could be uh, helping with project management, getting projects done. It could be creating the actual strategy for launching a new business line, which is what I, in particular, have been working on. Um, it could be how to design something, how to market something to a new to a, to a new market, how to enter a new country. Um, so it's a very diverse yeah. role. Um, Wicked. So cool. that, that that's how to explain it.
0: Wow. Okay. Wicked. Um, how how did you fall into this? What's the story up to date then, dude?
1: That's probably a good way to explain it. I did fall into it. Like really? I fell into it. I wasn't when I was at school. I didn't necessarily. I, I was doing quite well academically. I wasn't amazing, but I, was, I, was, I knew I wanted to do business or economics or maths or something like this. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to study economics at Warwick, purely because it's a very broad topic to study. You can kind of go into anything afterwards. Um, although what I will come onto later is, it doesn't really matter what degree necessarily you do. Um, but I, I just decided, hey, I'm interested in that. I'm gonna do this. And yeah. while I was at university, Obviously the people that you meet, there are some people who have better ideas about what to do. There are careers people you can speak to. Um, and essentially what got thrown at me at Warwick was investment banking. It's like right. you going to investment banks, doing an internship here, an internship there. And yeah. um, we were quite fortunate in terms of the banks actually came to our university um, okay. and did careers days there and interviewed us at the university. Um, So that's how I got my internship. So I did an internship at Barclays Investment Bank. Um, I enjoyed it to an extent, but I knew I wanted to do something a bit more businessy, a bit more entrepreneurial. And that's when I went to a careers evening to do management consulting or strategy consulting. I was like, what is this? And it it was just quite cool. The people that I met were really smart guys. They were really, really passionate about what they did. And it was so varied. And because I was so intellectually curious, um, in terms of I was just interested in everything so what can you do um, where you can kind of do something that's quite diverse but still academically yep. challenging and that's what um, strategy consulting came up for me so I just when I graduated I just smashed out the applications to strategy consulting companies really? um, I I started working at a boutique firm called DM Consulting yep. um, and they, they specialised in a few different things so I was so just to put it into perspective, as strategy consulting analyst, very junior position, um, I was doing things in finance, I was doing things in media, but I was also doing things in defence. So we yeah. were sorting out um, the missile system for the Navy one week, and then another week we were um, we were helping a film company uh, understand how to produce uh, in a certain way. So there's... It was so diverse, and I found it so interesting. Yeah. Um, but what happened is, at that, that company, which isn't the company I'm at now, is they they won so much work in defence. I ended up being a strategy consultant purely for defence work. I see you doing kind, stuff yeah. with it. Okay. And I wanted to do something more financing, more fintech. Right. Um, so I found out about what fintech was, and then I I started applying
0: okay yeah. cool so that's the story so that's when you started off having an interest in strategy consultancy yeah always in business
1: that... in business in general yeah
0: yeah um so tell me about fintech then for somebody that mm. is intrigued by fintech do they have to yeah. have your same path to no. go into fintech
1: gosh none of the people i work with necessarily have my background so oh, right. okay. so fintech fintech firstly if you haven't heard about it it means financial technology it's just a buzz term yeah. um And it's a very diverse market. It's a very diverse market. It can mean so many things. You know, rate set is not particularly that technological. It is to an extent, but compared to other companies, it's quite simple. But we're still labeled as a fintech. Um, But I just found out about it by reading the news. Um, There's a company called 11FS that do this amazing podcast to do with fintechs called Fintech Insider. I'd recommend that to anyone. And I just got to understand the different markets the challenger banks like Monzo and Revolut. Yeah. And that's how I, and then I, um, yeah, and essentially I was just like, this is such a cool and diverse market to work in. If you're interested in finance and banking, but don't necessarily just want to help uh, large institutions or very rich people get richer, but fin- fintechs actually also, they service a lot of consumers, a lot of normal people as well. Okay. And so I was quite passionate about just helping the normal person empower them financially mm-hmm. using technology um, to make better financial decisions. And that's when I was like, yeah, fintech's the market I want to specialize in and find out more about.
0: Wicked. So was it, was it as simple as just applying for fintech roles or did you have to do no. networking? Like how did it, how did it all work for you?
1: Mm. To, tell you the, to tell you the honest truth, I did apply to quite a lot, but actually the, all the jobs that I've got have all been through recruiters. funnily enough so yeah yeah, like you so simply engage thing is when you when you get into fintech or when you get into finance you end up following loads of pages you end up getting into the news you end up applying to certain jobs you tailor your cd that way and i i got headhunted for my jobs so i was on linkedin yep uh, i had my profile like strategy consultant analyst uh, interested in fintech and then they essentially i just got hit up by uh, uh several headhunters you speak to them and they they kind of teach you more about the market and that's how i uh that's actually how i landed my jobs
0: that's really helpful actually at some point we'll be talking to a recruiter about how that all works um but it's so key i think yeah. the listeners will will <clears throat> will be learning over over mm. a the of time is is that they are quite important to connect with so yeah Okay, mate, that's really cool. It's a brilliant little journey that you've got up to date. Mm. Um, so why do you continue to do it?
1: <clears throat> well, I would say uh, there, there's probably a few things. Firstly, the actual role I'm in is very problem. The actual skill set development that I have, obviously I'm very early on in my career. yeah. two or three years post-university. Oh, it's come up to three years in <laughs> the summer. I'm feeling, I'm feeling old even though I'm very, very young. I'm aware of that. Um, But it's firstly, you've got to think about, I was just thinking about what skill set do I want? I I didn't necessarily know what, I still don't know what I want to do really. But what skill set am I developing? Problem solving skills, analytical skills, using Excel, PowerPoint, SQL, all these important um, technologies, as well as just general commercial acumen. So I have to look at contracts. I have to negotiate uh, for sponsorship events that we're doing, things like this. And these are all just general business skills that are valuable regardless of where I yep. want to go. So I mainly continue to do it probably because of the skill sets, yep. but also because working in a FinTech naturally it's more entrepreneurial yep. and I'd love to start my own business one day um, or be, or be part of a more startup environment. And I'm learning those skills, how to do that, how to literally launch a new business. Um, and then thirdly, and what I find is really important, it is the people you are surrounded with. Yeah. So in fintech, it does, it does draw people in who are, um, first, you want to enjoy their work and are passionate about what they do. Um, they, they are forward thinkers, they're innovative, and they're also kind of chasing excellence. They, wanna, they work hard, but they enjoy it, um, yeah. and they have a laugh at the same time. And really, what, what made me take the job at Rate Setter versus other companies, because I did have other offers on the table, <clears throat> was I was ma- mainly impressed with my, the people that interviewed me. So yeah. my boss and my boss's boss, um, I enjoyed interacting with them. I was very. Um, I looked up to them, thinking to myself, well, in five years' time, I might be in their shoes. Yeah. So whenever you're looking for a job, you should think to yourself, okay, if I stay in this role for a few years, who am I turning into? Do I want to be like that person? Do I look up to that person? Should I rely upon them for advice? Um, So I was drawn in by the people. Great. As well as the skill set, if that makes sense.
0: Definitely, yeah. Follow follow Mm -hmm. the people, not just the name on the door for sure, I think. Exactly, exactly. Um, Cool. So you were talking about loads of different uh, avenues that this could possibly Mm -hmm. take you down. My other question is, what other roles are there within rates oh my gosh so many i mean it's quite a broad question I yeah that,
1: it's but- broad but i i i mean yeah i've got a, have got a list of them that i I've, I've thought about and uh, so uh, me personally who do i work with i have my wealth investments team on the strategy consultant for yeah but i work with software engineers so they're right. so oh my gosh if you're a computer scientist or you know how to code You'll, you'll be laughing for a job. It is, we, we they are so in demand, they are paid extremely well and very sought after. So we work with software engineers, software debt developers, data scientists, people that know how to manipulate data sets and turn them into something useful to make wow. data-driven we'll have decisions. have to get some of them on here, mate. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. I know a good one. Uh, I know I do know a few, so I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah. Another one is called product product managers or project yep. managers, Product management is, is, you know, it's very diverse. You can kind of do it in many of these startup companies, but they essentially, they take charge of a particular area or business line, and they're in charge of the projects that drive that business line. A lot of the time, they have a computer science background, sometimes a more, or, or they're just a good, they've just got a good critical mind and very organized. So that's another one. If you're good at just, if you're good with admin and good at engaging with people, with different stakeholders, that's a good route. The product management route—it's very interesting. We have a marketing team. Cool. So we have people that um, you know. We we've, we've done plenty of adverts now in some of the papers and uh, online and Google Analytics and all these things. I don't particularly understand myself, but have a proper marketing team. But we have designers as well who design a lot of the art for the websites and things like this. Uh, and then we've also got who do I spend a lot of time with? Uh, it's like compliance and legal teams. So. You know people that have more of a legal background or maybe a history background or something like this and they're good with looking at big pieces of text um or just you know very they're also very particularly organized as well but they're, they're extremely important because when it comes to money you have to be we have to stay on top of the regulation that's them the compliance team ensures that's the case uh, and then the legal teams the in-house lawyers they also help help out a lot as well um Gosh, there are so many, there are salespeople, yeah, there are gonna- credit under credit underwriters, um, also operational managers. So there's it's very diverse. And yeah. the characters you get are so diverse in fintech. It's kind of there's something for everyone, I would say. Yeah, that's
0: what i that's what I'm intrigued about because mm-hmm. even like for me, I'm not a techie guy at all. No. Um no. I, if I had an interest and I, I do have a relative interest in uh, FinTech, mm. but there are positions within sales like selling a, a product or their, position yeah, yeah. Needs, their marketing so that's quite that's really really interesting i guess mm. going forward we'll have to look into how people can get into those different positions Roles as well yeah um yeah. sorry carry on mate
1: <clears throat> so i was just gonna say i mean some of the people they're not even that particularly interested in finance right the the, the thing is they're just very they either really enjoy the nature of the role itself so if you're a salesperson do you like are you self-motivated, driven? Do you like winning new deals? Do you like going out and meeting people and developing relationships with them? One of our most successful salesperson has like more of a legal background and did business development somewhere else. But um, in London especially, there's a lot of business and finance. So it's a really good, it's a, it's a really natural market to go into. Um, so there may be a particular role or a particular skill set you, that you really want to develop. You may not be that keen on finance, yeah. but even then, you know, you, you're not necessarily doing things that are that finance. It's the finance guys that do the finance. I mean, the marketing team, they do arts, they do adverts, they come up with clipboards and videos and all these amazing things. Um, and so, you know, you don't necessarily have to love finance. Definitely be engaged with it. I mean, you do have to have some sort of interest in it, but uh, some people don't, you know, they, they just enjoy the nature of the role and the people around them. Is,
0: is this structure with all these different departments, is this the same across most fintech mm.
1: companies? I would say it's similar, especially in this, especially your challenger banks and fintech companies. They may be structured slightly differently, but the roles are there. They will certainly have software engineers and software developers, data architects. They will have product managers. They may call them product owners or project managers and things like this. They'll definitely have people running projects. They will have in-house lawyers and Mm -hmm. compliance teams for sure. Because in finance, the FCA, it's incredibly important. Uh, And they will have marketing teams as well, absolutely. Marketing managers, uh, graduate marketing uh, analysts and things like this for sure. So very similar. It may be structured completely differently. They may have all their product managers sitting together or or they may split their teams out Depending on the business line, and have a compliance team sitting with a product manager and a software engineer, but it's all you know. Yeah, that's it all depends really, on the company. That's yeah. cool.
0: That is cool. Um, so, from your perspective, who is this right for? Who's who? Who would be the perfect person? To
1: well, my, I would say in this within, firstly, within strategy consulting or strategy consulting fintech, what I would say is you need someone who. Firstly, just enjoy solving complex problems, but more so someone who is good at, ex- at at looking at something complex and then explaining it in a simple form to someone so that's mm-hmm. most of the time what no, I do I, I look at something that. That, yeah <laughs> I look at something that's difficult and then we have to con- we have to condense it down um, and then send that information off or take a big data set and make it like it takes something useful out of it so someone who's good at who enjoys those complex problems a good a good business complex thinker and that could be from any background it could be a, a mathematician a physicist or even a, a historian um someone who's good at text um i'd also say someone that's entrepreneurial naturally not entrepreneurial yep. because you do have to do all sorts of tasks because it isn't just one it's not just creative strategy you have to You have to get down and dirty and do some of the ops stuff sometimes, the sales stuff. So you kind of have to want to gain that entrepreneurial um, skill set.
0: Yeah. Wicked. Thanks. Uh, So what's your best advice for anybody considering Mm. entering this industry?
1: So advice for fintech, And I would firstly get your head into the news and the industry itself and, and map out the fintech landscape. So how did I do that? I, I really use this resource, this company called 11FS. They're a consultancy company that specializes in fintech and they have a podcast that's really good. They have a lot of information uh, and newsletters that just show all the different companies that are available. Mm-hmm. So I'd really get your head into the landscape, take your time of understanding the different players, the different uh, routes into the market, how different companies interact with each other. Um, just get really comfortable with with the landscape. Um, that's the, the lingo, the lingo. <laughs> yeah, the, that... no the jargon. Try and understand the jargon, and not worry if you don't understand it to yeah. begin with. Um, and then, what I would do, as well as that, is just—I mean, if I was at university again, you know, would I do anything differently? What I would do is apply to a lot of jobs, speak to a lot of recruiters, mm. and use the learnings from the interviews and from failing from interviews and failing from assessment centers, which myself, I did plenty of times to get closer to where you want to be. Um, the way I think about it is instead of going for two good ones and perhaps failing once or going for one good one and winning once, I'd rather win a hundred plus times and lose 70 times, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so honestly, my advice would be quality and quantity, like work hard, just, speak to as many people as you can at university, the societies, uh, LinkedIn is incredible as well. Yeah. Um, There isn't really one way to do it. You know, people fall into jobs in so many different ways. There isn't one particular way. Some people do the summer internship route. They love their summer internship, which you apply to loads for and then they get a graduate job off after that. Mm -hmm. Um, what I, what I would say is get, getting a summer internship did make it easier for me to get a graduate role. Mm-hmm. So if you are in that first or second year of uni or even your third year, going for those summer internship roles at a FinTech company would be really useful because it would demonstrate that you're interested in learning more uh, mm-hmm. to a potential employer.
0: Are there uh, d- events and communities, etc., that people can enjoy? Oh, uh,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So from that, uh, at firstly, I would if you're at university, yeah, there will be societies that put on events and there will be companies that come to you like the milk round and things like this. Mm-hmm. They they will come down and that, that is the best way to do it is to get, get to those kind of events. Then there are also graduate companies like Bright Network and things like this that actually put on graduate events for FinTech. Oh. Um Another resource that will be there, again, I'm using them again, but 11FS also puts on events. And that's a great place to meet people uh, and to learn more about getting roles in different, in different companies. Yeah, meeting people face-to-face is, is, is a really – I mean, I know we can't do it at the moment because we're in lockdown. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, it's, a good way, it's a good way to meet people. That's I, mean, amazing. There's, there's a, I, I would use your university as much as possible. I'd use your university resource if you are at university. And if you're no longer at university, I'd use LinkedIn, look at companies like 11FS and go down that route.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah, becoming established in that particular area and understanding it.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's really, that's really, really helpful advice, mate. Have you got anything else to add? Any other little bits of, Mm. any uh, bits Mm. of advice on application? I mean, what what are your biggest fails? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, so why did I, I'm thinking about when I, there was one job I really wanted at this, uh, it was a, they're a financial services strategy consulting company and they were doing some really exciting work.
0: Right. And
1: I worked really hard. I did a lot of research and I did my best. Um, and I got to the final, final round and I didn't quite get it. And when I reflect, when they gave me feedback, I realized actually, you know, sometimes you can work really hard and be a really good candidate. Yes. But sometimes it's not until you get that interview practice To really come across as someone that really wants the job um so after that one because it was a grueling process of like six rounds the rest of the interviews that i went for i was so much better at so the advice i would say is embrace rejection Mm -hmm. and embrace going to interviews even if it's just a call on the phone and things like this do as many as you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable in the interview process because I mean, at the end of the day, they can send you case studies or they can make you do bits of work. But a lot of the time, it's just, you are selling yourself to that person. And the only way you can really practice is by doing the interviews themselves. Um, practice with your buddies and things like yep. this, honestly. Um, talk to your buddies about the market so you become more fluent in talking about finance and fintech. Um, mm-hmm. That's certainly what, what I, I remember before one of my interviews, I had to do a presentation. I... Um, I was staying at a friends in London because I wasn't living in London at the time. And I did the presentation in front of him. Uh, and then I just did it, did it the next day. So it's all about practice. There's no one, no one's ready to start working straight away. It's a learning process. Um, so, you know, and also what I would say, actually, is you don't need to study economics. That's actually a point I wanted to come up okay. with. You do not need to study a STEM subject. So like science, tech, engineering, maths. Uh, to necessarily go into finance and technology at all. I mean, I did. I studied economics, but that suddenly helped in terms of a natural passion for it. But uh, for example, one of my best friends from university studied history, and he's a trader at UBS. He has, he has the most finance job out of all of us. Um, there are some really amazing skills you can get from English literature students, uh, yeah. your verbal reasoning and things like this that are actually really important business skills um also if you're a physicist or a chemist or a biologist uh, or a sportsman all these things come into play um and you know as we all know companies are really pushing diversity at the moment and now, now what does diversity mean it's not necessarily um your ethnicity your sexual orientation your religion or anything like this it's also your background in terms of what you've studied um and what, what they've really found a lot, there's so many studies out there that people with diverse academic backgrounds also add value to companies. Like if you just had economists running strategy consulting functions at companies, it would all be the same ideas all the time. True. Um, so, you know, embrace your individuality.
0: Yeah, no, perfect. It's, I think that's uh, perfect to end on, mate. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah,
1: good way around it. Um, no, you're
0: welcome. Really, really appreciate it. A lot of people are going to, Find this helpful, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers,
1: dude. Yeah, catch up with you soon, mate. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into that, guys. That was Gabriel Alberici from Rate Setter. Super insightful, as uh, I explained at the beginning. Uh, if All of the podcasts, all of the communities, etc., will be in the description. If you do have any further questions or, or just want to get in touch, please drop me a note. It's sam at beginanddiscover.com. And please remember to like, share, subscribe, share it with your mates, anybody in the limbo period that might be interested in this particular industry or other industries. Give them a shout. Tell them to get in touch. Give it a listen. Just 20 minutes, 25 minutes of your day. Hopefully it can help. Thanks so much.